Hi, everybody. This is Erica Stella, editor of Sold Magazine. And welcome to episode 52 of In the Spray Room, Sold Magazine's podcast, where we showcase the best and brightest artists getting up on the streets today. For our daily online content, please check us out on soldmagny.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at soldmag. And also find us on all major podcast platforms in the spray room. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl. Hello. And Brooklyn's own Big Ronnie. Hi. Before we introduce today's special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Well, we're still having podcast fever over here, aren't we, ladies? Absolutely. Totally. I'm addicted to the metrics. I'm addicted to the analytics. I've been paying attention to all of our downloads. Our Spotify metrics are actually pretty interesting. Uh, Unfortunately, it's um, 92% male. So we have to Hmm. work on that. I don't know how we work on that on an individual platform, but that's where we're going to learn and grow and blah, blah, blah. Well, I hope everybody listening last week enjoyed the female artist and maybe we are going to get some more female hits if we... Well, I, I mean, it is a good time to point out that uh, this podcast was intentionally uh, exactly. split 50-50 uh, with the, as far as the special guests, uh, artists were female, male. and uh, So I hope our listeners uh, become sp- as split. So this is episode 52, uh, full-length interviews. We so we've had the deck. T- 26 and 26 <laughs> is what our editor is telling us. Mm-hmm. If someone fact checks you, what are you going to do if it's one off? Well, we've got all of the uh, we've got all the uh, special ones in there too. I mean, it's yeah, I like it. Yeah. So let's just wrap up the podcast items. Just as a reminder, you can find us on all major and minor platforms. And this is the last time I'm going to read them. But Fireside FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Luminary, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Casts. Castbox, iHeartRadio, and if you have an Amazon Alexa, just say, Alexa, play in the spray room. You'll get to hear Big Ronnie talking. It's magical. I've seen it. You may or may not love it, but do it once. Seen it or heard it? I I saw a video of it. Oh, very cool. Technically. But that's it on the podcasts. It's summer. It's hot. It's humid. It's a whole thing here in New York City. And we are going to talk to our guests now. I meant. Go, go ahead. We're keeping the Welling Court mural project hat tip to Garrison. That's going. right. Yes. Now I w- I was first shown this artist's work when Erica brought home a sticker from a party and was super jacked. It was a, a fundraiser. The Dirk Cobain fundraiser. It was the the Diffa fundraiser? Yes. But yes. We can talk more about the details of that. Some of us would really love to even know what DIFA means. Right. We'll get Design to that. Industries Foundations Fighting AIDS. Oh, look. <laughs> Very good. So who could our guest be? He, obviously, he knows more about this than I do, for sure. Our guest is Ian Cinco. Hello. How's How it are going? You? Good. Welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. I'm jumping right into it. It's political. It's timely. <laughs> Tell me about the Trump Twitter piece. It's, it's logical, and it makes yeah. sense, but I just... Fucking love it, man. Yeah, I always want to do more of that. Not just poking fun at Trump, but poking fun of all the morons that are fucking up the world. Uh, 
But I never do. I never get around to it because I have so many things I'm doing. I'm, I, I actually started a Google Drive doc, and the idea was to get like a lot of people to sort of contribute to it, like not just paying attention to the Daily Show, but paying attention to Fox News, and then we would all like come together and brainstorm, you know, what what needs to get made. And that, you know, I made that doc, and I got some people involved, but we never went anywhere with it. Maybe we will again. We'll see. Revive it. I think now is the time. I think yeah. uh, you're now social, the election. Ev- everyone's a social justice warrior today in their own way. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can tuck it into your art, who the fuck wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. More, more of an irrever- irreverent human being, not How so much. How many people were involved in the in the project? In that, yeah, it was never even a project. It was really just me, my roommate, and a best friend, and we were going to get a lot of other people involved. It just I never did anything with it. It's a good idea, though. It should happen with all the artists I know. Yeah, no, I love. I mean, it, even it's just hilarious. The the sticker is hilarious. It's Trump and it's his face, and and it's just funny. And I realized secondary that it was also the the twitter handle it was just yeah it's it's trump is the twitter logo with a tiny penis pissing peeing yeah and a beautiful toupee flap it in the breeze (laughs) i love it all right but let's let's go a little further back pre-trump yeah pre-stickers where did ian cinco come from tell us the story i grew up out in uh, smithtown long island oh the sinkhole where it's colder than anywhere else on long island the what it's like in a sinkhole. Is so it? It's I, don't, older I, was, than I don't know if I was aware of that. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, my, my ex-brother-in-law used to live out there. Or actually, not ex-brother-in-law. Anyway. It's definitely chillier out there than yeah. it is here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's like in the middle of the island, which means you're just true Long Island. Yeah. Kind of. I'm, I'm true Long Island, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I moved to Brooklyn in 2000. I went to Pratt Institute. I studied illustration for four years. Uh, got obsessed with filmmaking, and I just started like watching a ton of movies and doing video work. And then, uh, and then I really got back into art back in, uh, what was it, I think 2012 or 2013. And I, I attribute it to Instagram. I, there was like an older man I work with, and he was making and posting on Instagram. And I, it just kind of inspired me to start doing that. <clears throat> became a daily practice again. And now I'm like a fully-fledged artist again after having spent like, I would say, a full decade doing nothing but like filmmaking and video work. So. Now, you also have a podcast. Yeah, I started I started my show Short, Bold, and Angry last year. I'm currently trying to rename it. A year later, I'm in a different headspace. I don't often get angry on the show. You know, like my guests and I, we can talk a lot of shit off the show, but I don't know. I'm not trying to like throw any like any people under the bus apart from like leaders, political figures and stuff well, so like that. So what was the intention uh, behind in- the podcast then? For the initial name, yeah. I was I am short, I am bald, and I was very angry when I started it. But uh, I'm in a different headspace now, and I just don't want to be... I just don't want that following me around for the rest of my life. Was it you political? Know? Short, bold, and angry? No. No. What was the anger about? What was the anger? I mean, yeah, sure. I'm angry <laughs> for political reasons. I'm angry okay. about I can get angry about anything, really. Yeah. So for any comedic, subject? For comedic reasons, yeah. I could ramble angry about anything. <laughs> my dog my dog was driving me insane. I had a. She was still very much a puppy at that time when I named it, and I was losing my mind raising that puppy. Yeah. <laughs> it was very bad. Now... So you, you feel our pain mm-hmm. seeing podcasts set up. How many episodes have you done? I just put out the 29th. I have, I have about 50 recorded. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I, I'm doing, it's a portrait project too. So every guest gets like a, I call it a photo chop where I, <clears throat> I take their face and I chop it up and then draw over it. Mm-hmm. So that, that prevents me from putting them out like quickly. Yeah. I, I, have to, I, have to take, I have to take my time with them. Yeah. So They're do you really see anything, them. like, is this one big project that these are all pieces of? The photo chops for the podcast? Right, yeah. Right, and the podcast itself, are you definitely going to make to reach a certain goal? 
Yeah, just do as many as I possibly can. Mm. Make books of them, probably with quotes from the shows. Uh, and whatever the new name of the show will be, that'll be the name of the book. And it'll go in Erratica is the book I made that I, I'm donating to the, the Sold Magazine crew. And oh, thank that, you for that. That goes um, in the white section of the library. It's yeah. beautiful. So yeah, I'll put, I'll put them in there. Everything I do is going to go in there. Thank that'll you. just be like a collection. Erratica is just a, a cheap, affordable, co- black and white collection of all my work. And I'll put them out as regularly as I possibly so can. So when I look at the book here, the thing that's striking to me is it's obviously all sketch work. That or book is predominantly sketch work. Right, yeah, since then I've been doing more, like, do you, a lot of other stuff. But. Do, you con- do you still have a sketch discipline? Because I notice even on your Instagram, you seem to have a real discipline to sketching. Yeah. Is it part of, like, a daily practice? Or, I mean, yeah. do you see it beyond just sketching? Is it more, like, almost lifestyle? I, I, I think it's lifestyle. I don't, yeah, it, it, they're obviously sketches. I just, that's just the way I work. It's like... If I'm doing a big piece or a, or a big illustration or whatever whatever job it is, I always start with sketches. It's just easier. Like if you put too much pressure on making a final piece right out of the gate, I think it usually gets really tight. See, and that's why that's really why I, I always wanted to keep the podcast loose. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't edit uh, news news flash to our listeners and future guests. We <laughs> don't edit obvious. anything. We press record. We talk. We press stop. We upload. End of yeah. story. That's so the way to go. it's because we don't have the time, technology, or a focus to be able to get it done. Should we want to edit things? It's kind of like you know, putting pieces up on the street. There, if it's ephemeral, you know, you put it out that's there. Life. That's I've it. listened it's to your life. show, and I think you're doing it right. It's it's a conversational show. It's not a it's not like a radio lab where you're like going out and doing investigative journalism on the street and cobbling together some epic story. But, but from that you're angle, we, we have an angle for that thing, and that's that's the publication side. That's yeah. the, that's the uh, the magazine. And we do Q and As, and we do yeah. long form interviews, and we do stories like that. Yeah. But I feel like this is just, bro, come on in. <laughs> what are you doing today? How's life been? Tell your story. Cool. You afternoon. could always do like a hundredth episode special where you go in and edit if you want. You know, if you feel oh, tickled someday. Man, <laughs> well, that's forty-eight away, so we got some time. Yeah. How long have you been doing the show, ladies? I don't know. A little over a year. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We yeah. celebrated an anniversary at Moniker. For the podcast, for the, pod- no, well, for, <laughs> for the entire, a little closer to two years going. No, that's 50, 50 full long form at our dinner <laughs> table anniversary interviews, yeah. but we've got one hundred and seventeen episodes up overall. Yeah. Okay. So we, you so know, you've already we load up them up at the festivals and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So festivals—that's a good segue into yeah. Welling Court. <laughs> How did you end up painting at Welling Court? And tell us a little bit, because I'm a huge fan of the the, the guys you painted with. Mm-hmm. I mean. I've been geeking out on them for years for things that have nothing to do with street art. And also two of my favorite humans on the face of the earth. So yeah, what's your Welling Court guys. story? Yeah, so Mark, you're talking about Mark Evan and Chris Soria. Totally. I was, uh, <clears throat> I was at Figure Drawing, Greenpoint Figure Drawing, on a Friday night. That Evan, Mark Evan goes there often. And uh, I met him there. We were just sitting next to each other. He complimented me. I complimented him. He told me he has his pumpkin carving company. And uh, I went home like, I got to work for that guy. And, yeah. you, and he, I mean, you and look he, him up and you look at like, the work and you're like, oh my, yeah. this is like, I still, I totally geek out. That's yeah. what I geek out on the pumpkins. Can't help it. Yeah. It's, Total it's, fangirl. I mean, they do a lot of great work on pumpkins. They call yeah, pumpkins. Yeah, somebody you want to be around. Talk I, about I, I straight up asked him. I was like, if you need someone, I want to work for you. Oh. And then when it came time to, to be, when it was pumpkin carving season, he hit me up and I went in there. I did 
I worked for them last this year. Last so is it yeah. true yeah. that yeah. they awesome. can teach you how to pump, uh, carve a pumpkin in a single pumpkin? We say, say it again. He and Mark both swear, yeah. both Chris and Mark swear that they can teach a good artist how to basically carve a pumpkin in a single pumpkin. I'm sure it's true. I mean, some of them are really complicated, so it's like you're not going to start with the most complicated piece right. on your first pumpkin, obviously. But how was it for you transitioning from sketching yeah. into something so three-dimensional? And I'm cut, out, I'm cut so out for it. I mean, I've done it. I've done, I had done a little bit of it already, but also I'm, a, you know, I'm into sculpting and I'm pretty anal retentive. I can be really anal retentive with my art. So I was a good fit. I was, I was surprised how fast they are. Mark and Chris can just, they can carve through pumpkins crazy fast. So they're more like at a managerial stand at a place now in their, their career. So they have a lot of, they have a team of people doing their work, yeah. but every now and then they hop in and it's just wild how and they, they just crank a pumpkin like out. And they one special pumpkin every year to show that their skills are still beyond everybody else. Around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they got to show off a little bit. So I had seen uh, uh, some pieces that you had did on, or on the side of a building in Bushwick, mm-hmm. and I was saving the photo. I wanted to post it, and then I got a new phone, and it got lost, and I'm going to have to find it again. But um, seeing your work integrated with Chris's, what he's doing right now, and and the the little girl that Mark created, right. how did you guys come up with that? How did... Cause, so you would had built a relationship, right? Yeah. So they they asked me to do when their their other when their third partner was out of the country, mm-hmm. um, they asked me to help them with the mural. Joel, Joel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who I have I have not met him, but um, he's heard, heard great he's things actually about painting him. in the East Village, or the piece right should now? be finished by now. Yeah, because he's working with a group of school children in the East Village because he works as a groundswell or no, no, it's his international incentive. I can't remember the name. He he's actually he's. Yeah, he paints in Sir- you know places like Syria and yeah. like in in really really unusual um, places around the world, refugee camps, things like that. And works with children everywhere. Yeah, it's admirable. Yeah, yeah. You you were asking how we went about it. And, yeah, uh, <clears throat> they I, I followed their lead. They they were they had an idea from the start, which was we wanted to sort of show like a hope for the future with this you know global warming sort of being one of the biggest problems on the planet right now. So, you know, uh, basically we, we, we started with Chris laid down his geometric shape and then Mark had his daughter who's, who's got a little watering oh, can and, and that's she's going down. like one of my favorite little humans. Yeah, yeah. She's adorable. She's a, <laughs> she's a little artist already. Yeah. Um, and a cook. They got a little cooking oh, yeah. YouTube channel, I think. And uh, yeah, and then, and then they were like, yeah, all right, your pieces are more warped so that that could be like a toxic element and mm. we could have like Mark's, Mark's daughter is essentially like watering the flowers and like giving hope. For like the future through my toxic piece, which has a little like rose coming out at the yeah. top of it. And- oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw it all coming like at the yeah right at right the end. When it we were came together. It was like yeah. wow, it was wild at the end. Cool. Like as the sun was setting, we yeah. all kicked into high gear. It was it was exhilarating working with those guys because they work so fast and so hard. But yeah, yeah. I was watching. I had was uh, watching Lucy paint flowers mm-hmm. earlier in the day, and and his son too. Yes, yeah. yes. Too cute. <laughs> so tell us about your your characters. Like, where does that um, come from? And like, putting that on the street. Like, how do you feel? Like, what's your? What are you saying with those characters? What do you? I mean, I, I, I'm assuming you want anybody to feel what they feel. Um, what yeah. do you think your message I'm, is with them? I'm not sure if they're. In all honesty, I don't think there is a message with my figures. They're oddities. You know, they're weird creatures, mm-hmm. and you know, have some some like female figures as well uh 
I am trying to make comic books and movies, so in the future that that would probably tie in and it would make more sense within like the universe that I'm creating. But as far as like where it is on the street, I just want people to look at it and say, "Wow, that's awesome. That's it." You know, I'm not really. I love the edge of almost grotesque. Yeah, they're grotesque. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. And I like that. Now, is that coming from any reference? I mean, is there anyone you were inspired? Is there anything that you are actually jumping off of? When I'm, I mean, I'm sure I, I could definitely tell you all my inspirations, but everything I've put on the street, they come from sketches, like tiny little sketches. Like the, the the mural you were talking about on 49 Wyckoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like those were like really tiny sketches, like smaller mm-hmm. than my thumb, really, like literal oh, thumbnails. Yeah. And then I blew them up. And cool. That's, that's what that result is. You know, it's like tiny little drawing blown up. Frank Miller. Oh, yeah. Love him. Eastman and Laird. Don't know him. Oh. T- Turtles. Oh, okay. Teenage yeah, 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 Mutant yeah. Turtles, that yeah. art, that gritty, dark. I do like that. Yeah, I do yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I see it. Yeah. Dope. Now, let, let's talk uh, about some things that you're doing that other young artists struggle to do. What's that? Walk up for an interview and drop a big, beautiful book on a table. (laughs) How how did you, did you self-publish this? Was this, you know, how did, how did that come about and what did, was it a pain in the butt? Yeah. So I, I think I mentioned in 2013, I got back into art and then probably somewhere in like 2016, I was like, I'm going to, I want to make a little book, you know, it started, I want to just make a little book. It was it was a tiny little sketchbook. I was deliberately doing one drawing or two drawings a day. I think one when I woke up, one when I went to sleep. And I was like, I'm going to make that into a little book. And then as I started photographing it, I just started photographing all the art I'd made in like the, in that four-year span. And I, and I was like, you know what? I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to make a big tomb of a book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll make smaller books in the future. But I just had to do this. And it'll be an ongoing thing where I just collect, you know, like this was four years. Maybe the next one will be two years, three years. I don't know. It's kind of unpredictable. It's, it's called Erratica. It's going to come out erratically. But the idea is that it just collects everything in black and white in a cheap form. I published through Lulu. Not Lulu. I'm sorry. I was going to do Lulu, but then I found out that CreateSpace was half the price, so I went with CreateSpace, <laughs> which was Amazon's publishing wing. Sorry, Lulu. Um, but, yeah, it's like uh, publishing is, is, you know, the, the registration is off. You know, like the, it's not the best quality print. But for this book, I'm happy, very happy with well, it. Well, maybe you know? that adds to what it yeah. is. That I think it's it a does. little off, that each one may be a little variant, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. They're all kind of unique. It's a little erratic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Other books, you know, I maybe want to find a publisher and want to, like, make sure everything's perfect. But this one, I'm, I'm not so uptight about that. Yeah. Now, being from New York, and I look at Erica when I say this because Uh-oh. she's from upstate New York. It's not mm-hmm. re- not really New York, and feel free to flame me, and that's just the way yeah, I well, feel. Yeah, well, Long Island is its own I'm separate from, universe, no, no. too. Yeah. yeah. Westchester yeah. yeah. West and down well, is even, New York. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Suffolk County as counts. As long as you don't include Staten Island. Well, it accounts. <laughs> but tell us, tell us some of your favorite, favorite food. My favorite food? Oh, yeah. Dim sum. Mm. I eat tacos all the time. Mm. Like I, ha- I live in Bushwick, so I actually go out to the taco trucks. So I'll grab like one taco every like couple hours. I'll just go out and get, grab a taco. Um, I cook a lot of chicken soup these days. Uh, I really eat everything though. There's like no food I don't eat. Uh, that makes I had New sea York kind of once. a lot of fun, right? Yeah, I had sea urchin once, and that was kind of like a overpowering taste. I don't know if I want to repeat that. Sea urchin? Yeah, uni. uni. Yeah, it was yeah. a little little yeah. gross, but I, I could eat it again. It's acquired. Yeah, uh, yeah, good uni's yummy. Yeah, it makes my throat itch. Yeah, I can't think of any food I don't like. I'm yeah. Italian. I'm trying not to eat too many carbs these days, but I love pasta and. Going to so, Chinatown. what's your favorite pizza? What's my food like? Which place? Yeah. Uh, 
what is it? Defars is that like that that spot? Yeah. I went there. That was great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just go for cheap pizza. Well, I, whenever I see the, the, the dollar slices in the city, mm. I honestly like I go to them every sometimes time. They're You're shaking your head yeah, at me. I can't help it. Just the fact that it's only low. a dollar. That's a, a right little in. too low, I think. <laughs> Did someone say pizza? Yeah. The Brooklyn Firefly, located at the location of the old Lentos at the corner of Ovington and Third Avenue, some, serving some of the freshest, top Italian, top quality Italian homemade goodness around. It specializes in artisanal pizza with a unique flair that plays on classic Italian in- ingredients. Specialty, as well as custom pies, small Italian fare, meatballs and rice balls, crafted from homemade recipes. Simple desserts to boot. The desserts are so mm. yummy. I had an egg cream in there. Never mind. Let me get back to the ad. A selection of high-quality drafts are available, along with rotating local brews and seasonal cocktails with an attitude. Brooklyn Firefly, here in Bay Ridge, yummy stuff. That's no, right around the corner. Yes, no it is. No lie, we were there last two nights ago for dinner, right? S- and speaking ago? of their rotating brews, they are the only spot around mm-hmm. that has original Sin Rosé cider in the can. And as Metro as that just made me sound, it is what it is. <laughs> Ronnie and I are big fans of the cider. The cider. Being the New Yorkers that we are. Nice. Now <laughs> we're going to talk about music. That's cool. What is your genre? Don't think about it. Uh, my favorite music That's that it. I listen yeah. to? Uh, these days, uh, like, what, what is Frank Ocean considered? Hip-hop, uh, R&B? I, it's, it's I either, listen, listen to a lot of rap and hip-hop these yep. days. Um, I like, like, Tool, Nine Inch Nails. That was, like, when I was growing up. I was raised playing violin, so I'm into classical music. What do you like to listen to when you paint? Uh, Frank Ocean, Solange, uh, Blood Orange. I listen to a ton of Blood Orange. The Gorillas. Mm. I go all over the map. I do listen to a lot of podcasts, too. When uh, you're painting. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I guess we should talk about other podcasts, too. What do you listen to? That's okay. Uh, Radio Lab, What the Fuck, uh, Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan. Um, those are my main ones, really. But I listen to all kinds of stuff. Erica loves Bill Burr. Yeah, I love Bill Burr. What is that, the Monday morning rant thing? Mm, What's it called? Yeah. Monday morning podcast. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's great. Is that why we do Mondays? I never thought about it. We do it same day Bill Burr goes? No, no. <laughs> not, not every day. <laughs> That's funny. I don't, maybe, subconsciously, yeah, he's maybe. Just, he's just know. hilarious. He, yeah. I and cry the, watching him. Then the Monday morning podcast, Thursday mm-hmm. before Friday. All right. Ian didn't ask for it, but we're going to help him brainstorm <laughs> a street art movie. Go. Uh, 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 you know what? Well, uh, I just what popped into my head was I know the blob. I, right, you know go ahead. that like go ahead. the blob. You know, go ahead. Cool. I don't because of your creatures. No. You know, blob, we're all street art movie. Like, yeah, that's the first. You didn't ask you for it. Go. Well, that's I what we're talking have, about, like a movie about street artists that you can, you, well, whatever. That was I my, have my horror movie request. reference. Go ahead. So let's go there. Not another retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Probably anything would work. No. So many I don't know why, why you York pointed are, to me and his, you know, his artwork gives Romeo me and like Juliet. the um, kind of 70s. Yeah. 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 It's obviously dark. Maybe noir. <sighs> possibly noir. Mm, yes. Oh, yeah. Not possibly. Totally. Has to be noir. It has to be, no yeah. choice. 1973 New York mm. City. Mm. Mm. All right. This isn't going well. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> What was uh, what's that show that is it David Simon is doing? Uh, is it the Deuce? 
or something. Yeah, or, or, or was yeah. it before the deuce? But this guy I was working with was hired to like consult on graffiti because they wanted to like get all the graffiti right, and they were like layering. Yeah, the one in the Bronx. What was the name of it? That wasn't the deuce. That was something. We else, watched right? it on Netflix. I don't remember. I never got to see oh, it. Oh gosh, the super famous director. Oh, man. Crash was a consultant yeah, yeah, on the it. Get uh, down. Get the down. Get Thank down. you. Yeah, yeah, get, the get down. down. Yeah. Well, maybe because they were um, crazy about it. Oh, the Irishman's coming that's, out. That's Boz Lerman. The get right. down. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Is that not what you were talking about? No, no. Oh, no, I'm no. sorry. Okay. Tell but me. That, that was cool too. David uh, Simon, who did The Wire, right? Like he did one. Right. I want to say also that's Baltimore, isn't it? And they, no, no, no. They're doing the Wire. Wire was Baltimore. Yeah. I don't even know what the show is. Has it not come out yet? I don't think. Classic situation. I do this on my show all the time. I don't have a fact checker, so I just. Oh yeah, you ramble around and finally hit it somewhere. Who sits in with you on your podcast, or are you just... Uh, just me. My room. I have a roommate, Alan, who's kind of been... He threw a 360 camera in for an episode recently, which was fun, and he sits in every now and then. It was pretty much just me, and it's usually one-on-one. I've done a couple of like, teams of people and groups of people. Well, we usually have like a rotation, uh, whoever's in town, and it, you know, we depending on who's sitting in, we try to have somebody that... like. You know, either knows them or you know, but it's always our MC has always been Big Ronnie for the podcast. Yeah, no matter who, uh, and and Bike Girl's been here for the majority of them as well. It's been um, fun. Fifty two deck of cards. Exactly. So there you go. That means the next That's... episode will be the Joker. <gasps> what am I then? You're fifty two. You're, you're 52. whichever one you want. <laughs> Depending on which way the deck, king of spades, you're even. Wow. I'm heart. the even number. You're either the you're two good. of diamonds or the ace of spades. I'm not sure. Depending on which side of the deck you count you from. <laughs> so what's what's coming up for you this summer? Are you uh, accumulating work? Are we working on another book? Are we making movies? Are we filming podcasts? What are we doing? Yeah, I try to put the podcast as regular as I can. When I get I get in grooves where I do like one once a week. And then it fall. Then I fall back. And maybe take a month off or something. Uh, I have I have work work. I shoot and edit for a living. So I'm like I'm working through some of those jobs. I have three music videos that are in various stages of edit stages of edit. Like I have to finish editing those. So you're still very much into filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. I still want to make movies. Uh, the The problem I always face is like paying the bills. So like my goal is to probably sublet my apartment and live on people's couches and while I write films, and comics and stuff. Because yeah, I just can't get, I can't get to the, it's can't tough. get to the next it's phase. A, it's a grind. For yeah, sure. yeah. All the screenplays I've written are just I don't want to make them. They're too expensive. I want to make like some really indie thing that I could make for no money or very little money first, and yeah, go that route. I'm trying to make a comic book. That's been something I just perpetually put off. The script is written. It's written. I just need to draw. I need to design it and draw it. That always gets put off. Like a graphic novel or like yeah. an ongoing series. Yeah, I have one that's like a short series that I just need to get off my check, get like just get off my plate. I have to do it, and then I have one I've been writing since I was a kid that I want to that I'm not naming yet. See, just, this is good. You're putting it out there. You're yeah. gonna you gotta put gonna, it you're out. Gonna find that motivation. Yeah. 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 I'll draw them, write them, and draw them to start. But I, I could definitely see myself hiring other artists and not not drawing it all myself. I'm not the You're quickest. a diva already. You haven't even published your first book. I'm just not quick at drawing him is what it comes down to, uh, you know? Yeah. Now, uh, Erica and Bike Girl. Bike Girl, you probably know this. Because comics were so popular in the 60s, 70s, before that, they started breaking up the way the art was created. Right. 
So it wasn't enough for one person to do the the pencils and the ink and the colors. You couldn't wait no, for that no, guy. You, yeah, you had a team. Yeah, because yeah, there was no way to to finish it faster. Yeah. So I, I always find it interesting to see the team. Even my favorite books of all time had seven guys yeah. that and put then some ink of the to paper on this always, book. There were a lot of color inkers that were women that you never even heard about. Yep, letterers. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? You got the penciler, the inker, the colorist, yep. the letterer. Editor. Sometimes you have a co-editor. Sometimes you got the cover artist. Cover artist. Another set of yeah. artists just for the covers. And yeah. all when of I that. was growing up, I knew um, the artist who worked Dick Brown, who did Hagar the Horrible, mm. and knew a couple of the artists that worked with him. And that was weekly. Yeah. I mean, it's not a book. But it was a car. You know, it was a comic strip. Yeah. But even the work that went into that, and how many people worked and drew that over the years, it's insane. How many people it takes to actually do something like that? Well, yeah. listen, some of those famous guys in the comic industry are the writers. Yeah. So you could just be the writer and not even draw it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in that that awkward position where I can draw it. So, like, why don't yeah. I draw it? Yeah. I will draw it to start. So you're, get it going, I mean, you're, but. it's going to be much more of like an R. Crumb or something along that line where it's still you and it's still kind of about you, even if you have people doing you. Like the school of art. Like so I have, I have, I want to do an autobiography. Short, bald, and angry. The podcast was originally going to be a comic that I just never did. Uh, but the the comics I want to draw, draw are sci-fi. They're like, and you know, I'm Mobius influenced. I love Mobius. I want them to be like real crisp and badass looking and you know, disciplined, not not sloppy. Like if I did, if I ever did short, bald, and angry, the comic, it would be sloppy and maybe more crumb and raw and like changing changing the style even on the same page. You know. But the comic I'm trying to draw right now would be like pretty tight from beginning to end. Well, I, I'm gonna. I know we talked about this before. Liquid TV. Remember? When yeah, you sure. Talked about that. That those images, the photos with the um, how you incorporate your style over the photo of the person reminds yeah. me of like Liquid TV. I could see that like animated or something, or like with the yeah, voiceover or something. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, that's an idea you could do it with your show too. Uh, <laughs> just you take excerpts from the show and just have animations over it. That's a thing that people do. I've or take a silly there. quote and then turn yeah, it like into a funny, yeah. yeah, the funniest give, moment from the show. Give it to the artist to, to Get an animator to do with, something yeah. over it. And, or, or something. All yeah, all that. Yeah. The anniversary money, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. 100th episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to do something for that 100th episode. Oh, whatever definitely. Yeah. Now, you said you have a bunch in the can that are waiting for the art to go with it. The comic? No, the podcast. The podcast. You said you have a bunch of episodes in the can Recording, waiting. yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. that drive you nuts? It's done. You want to get oh, it man. out there? It's... My life is so insane right now. Like <laughs> that's that's the last thing that's stressing me out. It, it gives me a little bit of anxiety, but most mostly everybody's really cool about it. One every now and then someone will be like, "Yo, I need my episode out." But for the most part, everyone's like, "We get it. We understand." Wait, what this that is about. sounds familiar. Like, <laughs> well, not, we've, uh, we've been up that road and down that, that path. Happens is that it becomes eager. topical. Like if you have a show coming up, and right. that's why right. we're talking to you. Like, right. So that's we've tried to time it in that way, and yeah. and but so but your if somebody has a Kickstarter, are, I'll put put them at the front of the line, right, right, or uh, yeah, because I mean, in the end, if you're doing it in in part to support their careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. My following is pretty small right now at this point, so I'm not even pretending like I'm doing them any major favor. But it's it's an <laughs> ego boost. It's like a you know, I help you, we we help each other kind of thing. Yeah, it'll go somewhere. Support I think. those. It'll definitely go somewhere you. in the future. It'll build. Any questions? I'm good. I have fun. So before we're, we're, it's going to take a little longer to wrap up. This gentleman has oh. 19 or 20 Instagram accounts. Right. I'm going to ask for them all. 
<laughs> but uh, please tell our listeners where they can find you online and go through your yeah, the, properties. The main one would definitely be, please just follow me. My main Instagram is Ian Cinco. It's Ian underscore Cinco. That's I-N underscore C-I-N-C-O, like five in Spanish. And then I also did Ian Cinco's Erratica on Instagram. Uh, that's my book account. And then I have Studio Cinco, which is my company. That's what I do. Mostly video work, but artwork as well through. You can hire me to whatever. I could design your album. I could make you a music video. or Whatever you want. Whatever. whatever yeah, you literally want. whatever you want. Like As long as you got the money, I'll do it for you. Renaissance man. And then... And uh, can, can somebody get these Trump stickers? These little Trump... Uh, I mean, I, if, you, if you come find me, I'm, I'm definitely going to be at Bushwick Open Studios. That's like the weekend of September 20th, I think. Uh, you could just find me online. Just reach out to me. DM me. Um, I'm around. You know, I'll... I'll I'll give them to you. Or, I, I try to sell them for $2 a piece. I should keep selling my stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like literally DM me or, or buy my book and I'll give you a free sticker. Um, Woohoo! Yeah, that's usually how I do it. My book comes with a, f- a custom drawing inside for $30 hmm. and I throw in stickers or whatever else I happen to have around. I would say it's totally worth it looking at the book right here. That's a great price and a great value. Yeah. If you don't want a custom drawing, $25. This is a book that you could spend months and years just randomly opening pages and never see the same thing twice. It's like a dirty Shel Silverstein. Oh. Yeah, although Shel Silverstein's dirty. But it's even dirtier. Yeah. It's even dirtier. The next copy of Erratica Volume 2 is going to be much dirtier. But it does There's going to be straight a- up Erratic Art side of it. It does yes, I love it. That just the difference the between the A numbers. and the O. Yeah. For now. <laughs> for now. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for coming in today. Yo, brother. thank you for having me. This has been great. A lot I of appreciate fun. Appreciate it. We are sold out with the Cinco. Yeah.